The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, and not minister to your needs. He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. When you think of a king, it's probably likely that you think of the trappings of the office, the crown, the riches, the authority, the power, the wealth, the respect that comes with such a high and prestigious office. And this is understandable. This is why, you know, when little girls are playing, they want to be princesses, why little boys want to be princes or kings. Because there's something noble, there's something beautiful, there's something wonderful about all of that power, all of that wealth, all of those things. And into this comes Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the King of the universe today. And He has no regard for the trappings of the office. In fact, for Jesus, the King of the universe, the only thing that matters in His kingdom 
is how we use what we have to help our brothers and sisters in need. To be king, to reign with Christ, is to serve with him. He is a king for the poor who comes from among the poor. He is like us in all things but sin. He desires for us to reign through his gifts, for his gifts, and for the building up of his kingdom with one another. Our earthly king reigns by himself. The heavenly king reigns with us and in union with us. And Jesus gives us this beautiful gospel today to help us understand what it means to be in his kingdom, to serve in his kingdom. And he tells us this beautiful thing, for I was hungry and you gave me food, thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me, and prison and you visited me. And he tells us that we do those things for him whenever we do them for our brothers and sisters. But there's a little bit of a danger here to read this literally, to think that all we have to do in this life is do good things for other people and we'll be fine. If I just help the poor on a regular basis in some, some way, shape, or form, then I am fine. But Jesus Christ is the king of the universe. Jesus Christ wants to reign in every aspect of our life. He wants us to see that there are myriad ways to be hungry or thirsty or ill or in prison. That we often ascribe poverty and think of it only in relationship to its physical, material, or monetary value. And yet, if we look around our society, if we look even in our family and friends, we see that there's also a great spiritual poverty amongst us. A great and perhaps growing emotional and intellectual poverty among us. And Jesus desires for us to be in there, to be in that kingdom. He doesn't want to just be the God for the materially poor, but for all the poor. And he wants us to recognize that we are all poor in one way, shape, or form. And this is why it's so beautiful that he gives us all these different ways that we can serve. And in the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel gives us the beautiful image of the shepherd going out. And it's not just for the lost sheep. It's for the lost, the strayed, the injured, and the sick. And I'd like us to think about that for a minute. What does it mean for us to be lost, strayed, injured, or sick? And I'll start from the, the end and work my way back to the beginning. The sick are those who really have no control, those who have no desire to be in that position. I've never gone to the hospital to anoint someone or to visit the dying person who desires that, who wants to be sick. I've never been sick myself and thought, yeah, this is what I wanted to do this week. The sick are those who are in desperate need because they lack the capacity to help themselves. And so we look at the sick and we see those who are in serious material and financial poverty. The sick are those who are oppressed, those who are downtrodden. The sick are those who lack rights and abilities, the immigrants, the refugees. The sick are the unborn. 
The sick are all of those people in our society who simply for one reason or another don't have a stake in the game. And Jesus says, I'm going to go after them. And Jesus, because he's the good shepherd, wants us to go with him, for us to be the ones who do that. So we have the sick. We also have the injured. And I think there's a difference between being sick and being injured. An injured person would be able and at full capacity except for maybe that one little thing that's hurting him or her. The injured in our culture are those people, the growing number of people who are struggling with addiction. Drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and an addiction that is rampant and growing and is almost never talked about, pornography addiction. Not only that, but the injured are those people who are, and there are more and more, especially among our young people who are struggling with mental illness and anxiety and depression. That when they're on, they're, they're okay. They don't seem hurt, but there's something that is holding them back. These are the injured people we're called to serve. These people are poor too. And then next we have those who have strayed. And this is pretty easy and straightforward. These are our friends and family, those people in our lives who have lost their way, who don't have room for God in their life, who struggle to see a reason to have God in their lives, who maybe recognize that there is a higher power, but don't actually do anything with that. We are called to minister to them too in God's kingdom. And lastly, the lost. More and more people are shut off to God, are living lives of unrepentant sin, and they don't even know that they're dying from thirst, that they're hungering for something that they cannot be fed on in the world. Poverty is everywhere. And maybe each of us can identify in one of those categories a place where we are poor. And Jesus desires to be king to help us in that, but also to encourage us to help our brothers and sisters. What you did for the least of me, what you did for the least of my brothers, you did for me. Poverty is everywhere. But until we see ourselves as broken, and until we see the call to minister to whoever is in our midst who is poor in any way necessary, the reality of it is that death still has a grip in our lives. Death still reigns because we are afraid of something, because we haven't given our hearts, our life, our soul to the King, who is the only one who can set us free. As St. Paul said, when Christ reigns in all things, when I see my entire life as an act of service, an act of love, an act of goodness, an act of participation in the heavenly reality, then I can smile at death. Then I can say with St. Paul, who says elsewhere, for me, life is Christ and death is gain. This is what our King offers. He offers us security. He offers us fidelity. He offers us an unspeakable happiness and fulfillment in this life. Jesus Christ, King of the universe, desires to be all in all. Where can I invite the Lord into my life? Who in my life 
is in need of Christ, is in need of a king, is in need of a savior. And Lord, grant me the strength to be with you, to walk with you, to reign with you, so that your kingdom and my eternal kingdom are one.